Nerds by Nerds production. Welcome back to the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Ben. And today is a very special day. Ben, why is today so special? Because Quincy has come back. Our babies come home. Quincy, the third piece of our Triforce, has come back to us. Welcome back, buddy. It's good to be back, you know. Um, I miss you guys a lot, you know. Uh, this podcast means a lot to me, and uh, it's a missing puzzle piece. Just gonna, just it's a missing look, puzzle piece in whose life? lie right on the show. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I miss you guys. I love this podcast, and uh, I know you guys need me, and... Okay. It's good to be a part of this podcast, Josh. <laughs> he he loves this podcast so much he listens to it every single day. Not every day. Not every day. Not as much as I should be. But uh, it's been a lot of video games and movies I've been listening to and playing. And uh, I have a lot to bring back to this podcast. Awesome. Can't not wait just, to hear it. Not just my good looks and my beautiful voice <laughs> and charming attitude. Wow. God, my boots are getting stuck to the floor here. Yeah. <laughs> Ankle deep in this shit. <laughs> All right, before we jump into the news, I'd like to share something with all you nerdos out there. The music you're starting to hear is from one of my favorite podcasts, the podcast called They're Terrified and Tipsy, or as I call them, Tipsy Pod. So basically what their show is, is hosts Courtney and Stephanie watch horror movies every week. Courtney loves them, and Stephanie hates them, but each week the girls watch a different scary movie separately and share their emotional struggles together. Each episode is full of reactions, opinions, and pure silliness as Courtney and Stephanie discuss their newest movie. So grab a glass of wine full of frozen grapes and your favorite couch blankie and enjoy the ride with them. I know I do every single week. Uh, they do a lot of fun movies and just their reactions to everything that happened is, is so great and it's just it's such great energy and their banter back and forth is fantastic. So if you're not listening to them, you really should be. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe anywhere podcasts can be found, and you won't be disappointed. And be sure to follow them on Twitter at PodTipsy. Josh, what's on the agenda today? Well, we're going to dive into some news, and then we'll, uh, we're will we going to talk about theaters and our movie experiences, because we just miss the theater so much. We'll talk about all sorts of film things, but first... It's time for FNBM's Nerdy Picks of the Week. Quincy, you're going to do your first nerdy pick ever? Yeah, I'll, I'll do my first nerdy pick. Um, it's actually this game called Grounded. It just came out. It's in beta right now. But if you ever seen Honey, I Strunk the Kids, this is basically what this game is. So it takes place in a backyard, and you're shrunken down to the size of an ant, and you have to fight and survive and build and create a little base to fight off the invaders. You know, you have a bunch of ants, spiders, stink bugs. It's a very impressive game. It just came out, it's in beta, and they actually feature an arachnophobia mode. And it, In this mode, you know, you don't see the actual spiders, you just see the head of the spider in the body. Um, that's for a lot of people who are uh, terrified of the spiders, but... Overall, this is a very awesome game. I think everyone should check it out. It just came out. It's on Steam. It's on um, Xbox One as well. So definitely check out 
Project Grounded. Brand new game, Xbox exclusive. And how long have you been playing it? Uh, I was just playing it for about a week or so now. Um, they keep on releasing new stuff for the game. They're trying to improve it. You know, they want to add some wasps and some bees and some other bugs as well as uh, animals to the game. So it's very fun. It is uh, four players. Um, right now, there isn't any like online element to it, but they're working on um, you know abilities for you to like tame other bugs and have little bug battles. I must say though, the game comes with a very unique ecosystem where the bugs in the game know that you're an invader and if they see you becoming too strong or getting too many resources they now see you as a threat so the more stuff you do in a game it actually changes the ecosystem in the game so you know you you might be seeing you know too many spiders attacking ants because the ants are getting too strong. They're building up too too many resources. So pretty much is a game of uh, pull and push. You know, you make one effort and then the bugs take back and they do another effort on their own to, you know, remain dominant in the uh, grounded area. Awesome. Yeah, it looks a little third-person Minecraft-ish. You have a little toolbar here at the bottom. It definitely looks like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I might be into something like that. I'm That's not a, a big video game player, but, you know, I'd, I'd, I'll try anything once. I see a picture of a Battletoad action figure in their backyard. That's cool. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, they definitely added a lot of detail to this game. They got very creative, and I must say that's one thing that makes you want to keep playing the game. You know, um, in one part of the game, you can make body armor, and you make it out of acorns. So you actually have to go out, find acorns, destroy the acorns, and you can use that as your armor. Or uh, there's certain areas in the game where the smells are too strong. So you have to find like a uh, you know stink, stink bug armor and stuff like that to withstand the smell. So you put on like an actual bug gas mask. And it's very creative. And uh, I highly recommend you know at least checking it out and giving it a playthrough. Right now it's on Xbox. And I believe it's also on Xbox Game Pass. So you should be able to just play for free if you do have Xbox Game Pass. That was a good pick. I'll have to check that out. You want to go next, Bender? All right. So if y'all have been listening, I, I pick, for my nerdy picks, uh, usually something I see on YouTube or something I see on Facebook, and I, I talk about people that... Nope. Fucking spider. Yep. <laughs> talk about arachnophobia. Fucking no, Ben's this, house is a fucking a spider magnet. spiders, yeah. So... This week, uh, I'm picking a friend of mine uh, on Facebook. His name is Fabio, and let me get this last name right. It's Melo. Huh? He's such good friends. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, no, actually, he's just we're friends on Facebook because we're in the same community as far as uh, the Hot Wheels stuff that I do. Um, so this gentleman, Fabio, has his own Facebook page. You can check him out. He also has a few videos on YouTube. Uh, and what he does is miniatures and dioramas, and uh, he he got into this. He got into doing like Hot Wheels restorations, but making like works of art out of them instead of just doing restorations. He does his own, you know, take on uh, like he did. I showed Josh. Uh, he did an Ecto One, and he puts a bunch of stuff on it. But he'll make a ton of these things and he'll sell them. Uh, so everything that he does is a work of art. I'm looking at uh, a diorama of Batman. He took a Batman Batmobile, redid it, and then he did a whole diorama for it to sit in with Batman and Robin and everything else. So this guy, 
he comments on our, our page. He, he uh, follows us on Facebook as well. Um, he does all sorts of commissioned work. Uh, and it's really great because it's all miniature. Uh, he does his his artwork is is very detailed. I'm not quite sure of the pricing because I again am picking someone that speaks a language I don't speak. Um, but I'm sure if you go to his page, it can be uh, translated. Yeah, it can be translated into um, stuff for us to be able to understand. But I would buy his art in a heartbeat if I had room for it in my house. I don't. Have, I have so much stuff that it's it's not even funny. But this guy. Uh, impresses the hell out of me when it comes to all the stuff that he makes. I'm going to show Josh a picture. I'm going to get a reaction here. He's doing these masks. Which are really oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know if they're from something. Do you recognize? What is that game? Uh, Army of Two? It kind of looks like Army of Two masks. Yeah, it does have the Army of Two vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't say... But it's really cool. They're, they look uh, almost like the masks from... Uh, Harry Potter for the the Dem- Death Eaters. Dementors. Yep. And then he does uh, like miniature figurines, and he does miniature dioramas. His artwork is is phenomenal, but it's all tiny. Oh, here's one. Here's a Ghostbusters one with Slimer on it that he did. Um, so you guys just you know look him up, Fabio Milo. Um, you'll find him on Facebook. You'll find him on YouTube. Uh, or I'm sorry, it's either Milo or Melo. It's M E L O, um, and you can't mispronounced Fabio he's from Brazil so if you if you if you're looking him up and he's not from Brazil you found the wrong guy um that's it that's for me that's what I've got my nerdy pick this week is a podcast I've been doing a lot of podcasts lately because I'm on Twitter all the time which seems to be where the majority of our audience is coming from and we've made a nice little podcast group Uh, a lot of great supportive people on there so this week I wanted to give a shout out to the Studying Scarlet podcast, which is hosted by Ashley and Jessica. And they do, it's like a true crime podcast, but it's a comedy podcast as well. And my favorite part of it is they do Fiction Fridays, where they break down murderers from movies and TV shows. Nice. So like they did The Winter Soldier. And it was all about, like, the government brainwashing Bucky Barnes and, um, like, the attempted assassination of Nick Fury. So, like, they just basically broke down the movie, but they do it the same way they do their regular, like, true crime show, like, as if it was real. Cool. Like, today they did this uh, Scranton Strangler from The Office. Oh, yeah. And they did a whole case study on uh, the Purple Man from Jessica Jones. So they did the comic and the TV show. Nice. So it's really cool. They're really funny. Um, it's just a it's just a fun show, and they're so nice on Twitter, and they've been very helpful to our show. So I wanted to make them my nerdy pick this week, and they're going to do uh, a new segment that we will I will talk about eventually. We're still working everything out on that. Um, yeah, but check them out. Follow them on Twitter. They're they're really great, and check out their show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. It's all good. Yeah, it sounds like an awesome podcast. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. You know, um, I've been getting into a lot of, uh, you know, true crime stuff like that as well. And with Halloween right around the corner, this is perfect. It's a nice little buildup of uh, suspense and enjoyment. So I'm definitely going to make sure I check that out. 
I have a question. Is there? Do you find an oversaturation of true crime on? True crime is like the biggest. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love watching it. Like I watch all the stuff on Netflix when it comes to crime stuff like that, like Forty Eight Hours or another Forty Eight or whatever they call that one, uh, and then like First Unsolved Mysteries stuff like that. Yeah. All the true crime stuff like that. I don't know if I could listen to it without pictures. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I have to see the video. Well, Vince, we had Vince on. Vince yeah. Averill, his wife. Is one of the hosts of the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. a true crime podcast. And that's kind of what caused it. There was Serial. Uh, Did you ever hear Serial? It was like a huge narrative. It was like a narrative podcast. Like it was all written out and hosted and everything. Nah. And it was about this like unsolved case or something like that. Yeah. And that's kind of what sparked it. No shit. And then all these fucking true crime podcasts came out of the woodworks. I just like this one better because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, comedy's where it's at. I think. I mean, if you can, if you can make it interesting and funny at the same time, let's do it. There are some great ones though. There are a lot of true ground ones in our in our group, um, and they just do good work. Like, it's it is cool seeing all the different like takes on it. Yeah, like they do a comedy one, and then the malice malice does like very. Almost like a Unsolved Mysteries hmm. style. It's very written out and detailed and studied and all this shit. Like, and it's just, I, I don't think I could research all that dark shit. Like, it'd be like just watching horror movies every single day and being scared all the time. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I nope. used to listen to true crime podcasts when I was on deliveries and then when the sun would go down. I'm like, yeah, hey, miss just listening to that person stalk women and or like stalk their victim through a parking lot. Now I'm walking through this dimly lit parking lot. It's got me creeped out a little bit. So. I I can't. I'm the type of person that can't walk into a room without his hand going in and turning the light on first. So I don't think that would be for me. I think for some reason I just I can't. I want to. I want to like that stuff, and I'm gonna give it a shot. But if it creeps me out too much, I'm just gonna have to stop listening to it. I think because of all the true crime stuff on TV and on podcasts, you know, uh, like people, they go into their homes and first one of the first things they do is, you know, they'll check, you know, the bathroom. They'll, you know, pull the curtain back to see if anyone's in their shower because there's so many instances where people die in their shower. And, you know, but for me, I feel like, uh, you know, people love these kind of podcasts because, you know, they could sit back and watch the fear happen and listen to it and, they can imagine it without actually being front seat, you know, where there's a killer or there's an investigation, and they don't feel like they're in, they're threatened from it. But it gives them enough su- um, suspense to, uh, you know, enjoy it and not be too terrified from it. So it's kind of addicting. It's like they they want that fear factor, and these kind of podcasts gives them that suspense they need in their life. Yeah, it's got to be a lot of like horror movie fans or people that like reading like detective novels and stuff like that. I don't like reading. You you used to seem to like reading. Yeah, like Harry Potter and shit like that. I mean, I can I can read books that are meant for people a quarter my age. A but... lot of people die in Harry Potter. <laughs> but it's a fictitious crime. Why don't you just use like Audible where the, you know, they read to you? <laughs> I guess my problem is, see, I, 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 I don't know. I, I need to find a podcast niche, something that I'll enjoy listening to, because I like talk radio. 
But that's just because it's already on and I don't have to worry about it. The subject's already picked for me. So I don't know what the I don't know what I like enough to search it out and look for it and be like, oh, I want to listen to that. You know what I mean? Well, you, yeah, you just kind of peruse, you'll find something. That's how I found all the podcasts I listen to. You yeah, just kind of search around. This is this is why you're the leader of this group, buddy. Yep. Because <laughs> you've got you've got podcasts written all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> just don't send uh, Ben any books for his birthday or anything like that. He won't read them. <laughs> no comics either. Listen. Hey, listen, man. Listen. They, uh, Twitter has a lot of great podcasts. Comic books I'll read. They got pictures, man. Oh, yeah, that, that too. But you, know, you got to read the little subcaptions there and the little pop I'll, bubbles. I have to put my reading glasses on to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm having a point to where I can't read my damn pill bottles anymore because without my glasses on. So, Psh. You Young. got uh, prescription magnifying glasses you could get. You work with glasses. You should be. I have bifocals. I, uh, I'm not lying. I mean, I'm just saying. I have to get my eyes checked again because my bifocals ain't working. All right. Should we get into some news then? Josh is like, "Fuck yeah. this! This is going sideways." Yeah. It's going right where it needs to be. Into the news. Tron Three. I don't know if it's actually a sequel to Tron Legacy or if they're just kind of rebooting it or whatnot. But Tron a a Tron sequel is in development at disney now and they've attached jared leto to the project he i'd say accidentally but kind of on purpose and he just didn't know he wasn't allowed to uh he leaked the name tron aries in a tweet saying he was so happy to be on the project he can't wait to start filming tron aries hmm. and then disney was like you need to immediately take that down <laughs> So he reposted. He put up another tweet that was like, "So, so happy to be joining the legacy of this of this series, and I hope you know to do it proud. And the game and movie meant a lot to me as a kid. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it's like you you'd think you would check on something like that, right? But also, Tron Aries doesn't really sound like a finalized name. That kind of sounds like a placeholder. Kind of, but he kind of Tom Holland that whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland was was notorious for leaking stuff that he shouldn't have leaked. And do you have more Disney news? Uh, more news about Disney movies or anything? I have a Disney topic. Go for it. Um, it it's been in the news lately, but um, there's been a petition to shut down one of the rides, and they actually took it to heart, and they are shutting down one of the rides. It's the old um, Splash Mountain ride, which what? is yep. It's based around Br'er Rabbit. And the stories of Uncle Ramus. Um, so they're and Ric Flair's dick. <laughs> he Ric says, Flair's "Dick, yeah." What he says? I'm like Splash Mountain. Oh, I'm the oldest geez. ride with the longest line. Oh my god! <laughs> Everybody wants to get on it. That's so anyway, yeah. uh, they're getting on this. Uh, they're getting on this train because of the Black Lives Matter movement and everything else, and the cancel culture, and everybody's taking issue with it um which i think it's about time they did um this is this is, some like song of the south shit yeah oh yeah it's basically based off of all of that and it's it's really not uh it's not kosher any longer so they're actually going to shut the ride down and revamp it around um princess tila which is tila and the frog or princess, oh, and, princess the frog. and the frog so i think it's about time she got something other than just a movie that character has no presence whatsoever at Disney. You see her once in a while in a graphic, or you see a doll on the shelf at Walmart. 
but you don't get an experience with that that particular movie. And that movie's been out for yeah, what ten years, fifteen years. Kind of years? one of those things, like why strike when the iron's hot, right? Don't fucking wait. So I think honestly, in the world of Disney, that is the perfect ride to actually do that because it's already based loosely in what a swamp. Yeah. They're from Louisiana. So it's easy to take that ride and the way it's been built and the way it's been set up with its animatronics and just change out the characters and change out the song and make it a, a, a wonderful new addition uh, to their theme park. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Drop, drop some new addition on That's right. New yeah, addition. that's awesome. That's actually a great Hold on. Wait. I can't. No, man. I can't. Bobby Brown. <laughs> new addition. Um, can I? Nope. Sing the Bobby Brown song from... Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> what is the Bobby Brown song from Ghostbusters 2? I'll play it later. <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna have to take control. If it's up to us, we've got to take it home. Gotta, gotta take it home. Gotta, gotta, gotta take it home. Holy Please shit. Do, I don't Listen, if you, if you actually started off a new edition song, I can rap along with some of the guys. Yeah. I would love to hear that. You, you, you don't even want to. No. How about, I can rap along with uh, Belle Bib DeVoe Poison. I mean, let's, let's get that. He's not going to know who that is. What? You don't know who Belle Bib DeVoe is? No, no, I don't. Okay, so Belle Bib DeVoe used to be in New Edition. The, uh, the three of those guys broke from New Edition and created their own group, which and then... They created ABC, which is another bad creation, but they were also, you know, we talked about this with Crisscross, <laughs> So it's all connected, but Bobby Brown's original band or group or you know, boy band. Brown. Yes. Married to Whitney Houston. Yeah. Boy yes. band in the 80s. Okay. Like it was called New Edition. Called New Edition. And when they broke up, Bobby went his separate way. Uh, Ralph and Johnny went their separate way. And the other three guys created Belle Bib DeVoe. And they have an album out called Poison. And it was one of the best songs ever to play in the radio in 90s poison <laughs> you know the song it is not i'm pretty sure i know yeah. the song yeah <laughs> that girl is poison oh, actually, that's one of my favorite songs yeah. never trust a big button to smile that girl is yeah that's bell biv devoe right, that was hot that all was right hot. so <laughs> yeah, I, I like that all right <laughs> they were on tour with uh or not bell devoe but new edition was on tour with uh New Kids on the Block. I know, I wanted to go see that so bad. They came to Boston, and the fucking tickets were outrageous, though. Yeah, I'm sure they were. They were like $200 a seat. And, I mean, for uh, early 80s, mid-90s fucking genre, no. <laughs> that, that's like, I pay $50 to go see them in tickets. I'm not paying $100, uh, $200 a ticket. Oh, uh, What you got, Josh? I got something else, too. But, you Disney-related news? No. No. I got one more Disney-related news, I guess. I, I still, it's still hard to think of this as Disney news. Uh, one of the executive producers from the '90s X-Men animated series has said they've been in talks with Disney about bringing the series back to Disney Plus. Yeah, which would be fucking awesome because the last, it's definitely the last season. I think it might be the last two seasons of that show. Is they like shipped production? over to like south korea so the animation's a lot different it's a lot cheaper like and the episodes aren't as great like the whole ending of the show is not where they wanted it to be because they were planning on doing another season and everything so i'd love for them to bring it back because i i miss that animation style 
I love that animation, and that song is epic. You can't get that theme song yeah. out of your head. There's a, a YouTube video that keeps popping up on Facebook of um, like an X-Men intro for the movie yeah. with more of a a like orchestra version of that. And same with the 90s. Like they, someone did a like uh, far from far from home intro, but it was like an orchestrated version of the '90s Spider-Man theme, mm. the fucking Joe Perry guitar version. But they nice. made it out of like out of fucking like you know brass and strings and shit. Sweet, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Sweet. I just saw something in the news too. Um, just today, the creator of Earthworm Jim mm. is back at it again, and he's got his uh, he's got a what do they call it? Jump starter. Oh, started kick, Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah, Kickstarter. Um, he's trying to make it a thing. He's trying to bring back Earthworm Jim, and the graphics are phenomenal. He's got all these books. He's just he's just blasting it out there for yeah. everybody. I'm like, yeah, let's bring it's Earthworm Jim back. Such a weird thing. But it was cool. I mean, it was just the art was great. Yeah. The storyline was a little weird, but he's back at it. Help him out. Go to Kickstarter. And Jumpstarter? I, Kickstarter? I actually do have some Disney news. What, uh, what? The new movie Mulan is coming out on Disney Plus. However, it's going to cost you thirty dollars to watch it, and that's plus the prescription. I mean, the subscription of uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, but how long does that last until it's free? Yeah, who knows? But I mean, you think about it. If it was in theaters, you'd be paying eight dollars compared to the thirty dollars. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. So you have to pay for the subscription plus the movie for whatever reason. So I find. Uh, anything digital that you have to pay for, like well, that's astronomical to rent, amounts. Too. That's not to keep. No, I know. That's thirty and that's, to rent. So, like, which isn't bad if you're a family, though. Well, like it all these cost movies, you more than thirty bucks to take a fucking family of five to the movie. Yeah, but if it's just you and your wife sitting at home, you're not spending thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you've already paid sixty dollars, whatever the fee is for Disney Plus. Yeah. So they're breaking. I I have a problem with uh infinitely recreatable items being sold at such high rates or high prices so all these movies you buy a digital copy that costs them a nickel to make and this charging at 35 dollars for well, a movie it costs them anything to make a digital movie. It, it's it's well i'm just saying that's you got to pay somebody you got to pay somebody to to hit a button yeah but you can you can recreate this file infinitely and they're getting millions off of this stuff so 30 dollars for me to watch mulan early and not go to the theater Pass. I'll wait until it's free on well, Disney+. I don't Plus. think that's the movie to start with, either. Like, if no. they were doing that with Black Widow, and I've even seen this on Twitter, everyone's like, if it was Black Widow, I'd pay 30 bucks to watch that I shit would crush out. it if it was Black Widow, yeah. yeah, absolutely. But they're like, no, I'm not I'm not fucking paying 30 bucks for Mulan. My my thing was, I didn't give a fuck about seeing this in the movie theater for 8 bucks. I'm not going to pay $30 for it. Like, I'm interested in the movie. I'm just sick of these fucking live-action remakes. It's like, That's it's Disney, Disney, though. Disney it's just such rides a, it's the cow right into the ground. Cheap cash grab. Like, be fucking original and come up with something new. There's nothing original left. Nobody has any ideas. Yeah. They, need me, me out. they need me out there, because I'll make a bunch of new movies. Dude, that go to Disney watch. and just pitch. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Go on Twitter and pitch to Disney. <laughs> Be like Disney, yo, listen to me. I'm pitching, Josh is catching. <laughs> <laughs> I catch nothing. <laughs> oh, man. What else is in the news? Oh, uh, so at Universal Studios, they're building the 
Velociraptor ride or for Jurassic Park, or they call it the Velocicoaster or something like that. It's this huge new uh, roller coaster. And just like in Jurassic Park, life finds a way. Uh, a giant raptor bird, and I, I thought it was a bald eagle, but I think it's just a, some type of raptor bird that they have uh, in Florida, has built its nest on the highest point. And what's really great is it's marked. They marked the highest point of this roller coaster with a Jurassic Park flag a couple weeks ago. And this bird's nest is directly above that flag, so it's even higher than the highest peak. Yeah. And from what I understand from Florida law, I could be completely wrong. Um, I'm not sure how they can continue working on this coaster or, or do anything until this bird abandons its nest. It's so fucking stupid. Just throw the goddamn nest off of there and move on with your business. Like, yeah, but protected birds are to, for a reason. It's not going to die if you move its fucking nest. I get It'll that. just build a new one. Like It doesn't matter. But... It's law, I That's believe. I, I could be wrong about that. Somebody check me on that. If you have uh, any other information, let me know. Quincy, what do we say about the law? Fuck the police. Fuck the police. <laughs> All day, every day. Hell yeah. What they're going to do is they're going to just ha- have someone sneak in there to take care of those birds. I mean, that's what I would do. Just an outside contractor. Hey. Yeah. There's no proof Universal that. Studios puts the... Kabosh on a, on a on a giant bird nest. Do it at nighttime and then blame it on the wind. Like you get enough tropical storms down there, just fucking. I just say run run the coaster. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens. Go up there with a leaf blower and knock it down and be like, oh, I must have must have fell last night during that storm. Like just look at your weather app on your phone and fucking put it together. <laughs> Make Sherlock Holmes to move a fucking bird's nest. Yeah. Um. Maybe they'll have somebody come in and do it the right way. They're going to turn into a documentary. (laughs) The the mystery of the bird nest, you know, it's just, it's getting a little out of hand right now. So that's the next step, probably. Make money off it somehow. And they did dub it in the news. It's called Life Finds a Way Bird. (laughs) They're they're quoting directly from Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. (laughs) You crazy son of a bitch, you did it. (laughs) Uh, Rocksteady, the company that makes... All of the Batman Arkham games. Are they friends with Bebop? Yeah, probably. All right. Bebop Studios. Is it really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're making a Suicide Squad game. They released a poster the other day. It's Superman with the word Suicide Squad, like their symbol. It's like an X made out of the word Suicide Squad over his face. So the implication being Superman is the target of the game. Um, But there hasn't been any information really released on it. So it'll be fun to see where that goes, because the Arkham games are awesome. I love the Arkham games. I got to a point at the last one that was made for PS3, and I stopped playing because I couldn't beat the bad guy. Oh, yeah, you were stuck on Origins, right? Where you fight Deathstroke? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is hard. It's I like played the first that first re- boss fight, and it's the hardest one. Yeah, the it's game. the first one. I played that one about 100 times, and then I stopped playing, and then I said, fuck it, and I never played it again, and I sold everything. <laughs> the end of that one is actually pretty suspenseful. Bane gets all like pumped up into Big Bane. Yeah. And you have to like you're like sneaking around a dark room and try not to get spotted by him and it's fucking it gets it gets a little intense. Does he quote Tom Hardy in any of it? <laughs> Can you do it with this? Do it with the microphone. I adopted the doc. Or <laughs> what is it what does he say? He's... You merely adopted the dark. I, I grew was up born in, it. in it. I was born in it. What a bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> now is not the time to panic, Doctor. 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna try and throw a lot more uh, voices and comedy into the shit because I don't Michael have an Kane. Alfred. Oh, you have a Michael Caine. I don't have a Michael Caine. Do never. Never. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> he says, "Why do you do all those bloody push-ups if you can't, can't lift, lift up a silly log?" log. <laughs> she had a ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> My name's Michael Caine. Good Michael Caine. <laughs> I love you, Master Bruce. Because <laughs> <laughs> do you have any impersonations? I'm not good at impersonations. No matter how hard I try, I will never be good at impersonations. Give us somebody. Is I, it because you're so white? Yes, actually. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't think of uh, any impersonation I'm, I'll be good at. Oh, I'm good at. Oh, um. Do it. Let's hear it. Convince me that you're whoever you're about to say. Tell us after. Yeah, don't tell us who it is. Use your anger. Nope. The Emperor Palpatine. Yes, yes, actually, <laughs> see, he got it. I only got it from what you said, Eddie. Well, that's that's the best I could do. That's all I got. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Josh, I, have have you got any that you've not unleashed yet? Uh... Not that I know of, but... They'll come as they go? If it, yeah, if it pops they... up, I'll fucking just launch it out there. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm always down to try. Like when I did Carl Weathers. <laughs> There's no practical use for a Carl Weathers impersonation. <laughs> Let me hear it. Let me hear it. I did it on the Predator episode. You have to go back and listen to it right, since right, you don't yeah. listen to our podcast. Actually, I think I did listen I think to we it. got really good at doing the Arnold ones, though. Yeah, Arnold's my... My bread and butter. We, I, I spent a, a day or two. I spent a day at uh, a lake with my buddy Matt, and uh, it was his anniversary when I bought cigars. As soon as I lit that cigar, I was Arnold for the rest of the night. Just banging housekeepers left and right. <laughs> <laughs> his wife was bringing in the s'mores. I'm like, oh. come on, bring me the s'mores. <laughs> Can I put it on my cracker? <laughs> Get it on the stick. <laughs> he even made her make it for you. That's <laughs> very Arnold. Come on! <laughs> Alright, Quantu, you gotta do some news? Oh, uh, yeah, so this week in video game news, Fortnite is banned from both the Apple Store and the Google Store. <laughs> what? And the reason why this ban comes about is that Fortnite decided to make their direct payments um, right to Epic Games because Apple is taking 30% of their profits. So Fortnite is obviously tired of that, so they figured they could break the deal with Apple in the game store by making their sales direct. However, that you know breaks the contract of um, Apple and uh, Fortnite. So Apple removed them from the store, and then Google did it as well on Android. So what this means is that Fortnite can now sue Apple for this because now they're becoming pretty much... Um, not a monopoly, but they've pretty much taken over the entire uh, industry by getting rid of Fortnite. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is becoming, you know, very major and big. And it's funny because Epic makes a lot of money off of Fortnite. Fortnite is uh, one of their biggest money makers. Actually, it is their biggest money maker. And obviously, 30% of those profits um, mobily is going to Apple as well as Google. And that's a problem. So... They want their money. I mean, I'll be upset too. You know, I, I wouldn't want to be losing a you know more than a quarter of my uh, profits. You know, just because they want to have their service 
out and they want the gamers to use their service doesn't make any sense so this is a big move by epic um it's a big push and pull and i think epic is in the right for doing this however epic is very greedy and they have did a lot of stuff in the past you know they take a lot of tiktok videos put that in their games for free because you can't copyright a dance move you know um they took the carlton move they put that in the game snoop dogg's moves and you know, Epic is uh, trying to build their franchise, and I think they're doing a good job, and I think this is just another step, you know? Well, that's something Ben probably doesn't know. Uh, at the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, in the scroll, it says that a message went out across the galaxy from the Emperor. That message, the audio for that message was released like three days before the movie on fucking Fortnite. What? So the mess, the emperor talking and saying what his fucking evil plan is and shit, is just playing as you're walking around playing in Fortnite. Like this, it's this game has become such a fucking like thing. So Yo, I've, many, I've like, seen the the toys at Walmart, but I've I've and yeah. I've never even seen any of the gameplay. It's it's I don't like it. I don't get why people like it. My nephew was playing it once. He goes, Uncle Josh, you come watch me play this game. I was like, Yeah, I've never seen Fortnite. I'm interested in watching this. It took I timed it. It took 12 minutes for him to actually get into the game, and then when he was in the game, he played for about 45 seconds and then was killed, and then that's it. You don't come back to life. You don't do anything. There's no respawn. And I'm like, I just stood here for 15 minutes for this shit. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Why? Why would you play it? Why? How do little kids have the patience to play that? I don't understand. Like, well, and that's the... all the rage for. It has spanned into all these other. What do they call those games? Uh, Battle Royale. Battle Royale games. And I don't understand why people like them. I was all pumped for that. What is it called? Apex Legends? Yep, Apex, yep. Because Apex I Legends. I love Titanfall, so I was super excited for that. Nothing in the commercial I had seen had said anything about it being like Fortnite. And then I played it, and it's exactly, it's just a clone. And I'm like, well, this sucks. <laughs> well, the thing with Fortnite is that they're trying to make it into a very interactive uh, gaming experience. So... You know, you have concerts going on in Fortnite. Um, I know Marshmallow did a concert um, not too long ago. Um, another rapper actually did a concert in Fortnite. And then you got people like Drake and Ninja playing together. So people are drawn to this. And then you have the whole thing with the Avengers. They did a whole thing with uh, Thanos. You actually got to play as Thanos. And now they did the whole thing with Star Wars. So they're trying to turn it into a massive game where... You could pretty much put your brand into the game, obviously, for a price, but no other game is making this kind of money that Fortnite is making. So the possibilities are endless. I'm pretty sure they have a deal with Nike as well. You know, so different brands and advertisements are jumping to Fortnite because they know they can make a lot of money off it advertising. So that's why you're going to see a lot more crazy stuff happening with the game. And this move with Apple is just another big thing because it shows that they're fighting against Apple. Apple makes a lot of money. Google makes a lot of money. And Fortnite knows they're in the right to win this lawsuit against them. So they're going to gain a lot of money out of this. And it's going to force these um, companies to pretty much accept their game because they're one of the biggest games out there and they don't want to lose that money. 
sounds like too much work to me. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I Okay, so everybody knows I'm not a big gamer. Um, everybody the, does know that. Yeah, I mean, everybody in this room does. <laughs> uh, now everybody out there knows. I'm not a big gamer. Um, I grew up, again, originally uh, watching people play Mario Brothers and not playing Mario Brothers. Uh, I didn't have a Nintendo of my own. I didn't have a uh, an Atari. Well, I had a knockoff Atari. It was called ColecoVision. ColecoVision. The but it had played, it played the Atari games, Ugh. you know. So my games were, you know, Pong, uh, Cubert, uh, Frogger. Hey, don't be bashing on Cubert and Frogger. No, uh, no, I'm not bashing on it. I'm saying that's what I played. I never grew past that. So what do I play? I play stuff on Nintendo platform. So right now I have a Switch, so I'm playing Animal Crossing. I don't get any bigger than that. Uh, if a Lego game comes out that I like, I will buy like Lego Harry Potter. I will buy Lego Indiana Jones. I will buy Lego Batman. That's what I play. Why? Because it's easy, no brain, you know, melt into your chair and just sit there for a while and play it. No mind games. I can't do the shoot 'em up games where you have to think too hard or you have to go into space and I, I, I can't do the Xbox thing. I can't, uh, I got a friend that plays like all those games. And I'm like, how do you keep up with the storyline? How do you know which world you're going to? How do you do all that? I can't do it. I just can't. I have to have a structured, here you go, this is the story, this is your narrative, this is what you're following, boom, you win at the end. End of story. Yeah, well, with the pandemic going on, uh, video games are up right now. They're, the sales are through the roof, and... You know, games like Animal Crossing is one of the uh, biggest sellers because in that little world that you're playing in, it gets people so in tune and invested into it, you know. Um, people just need a distraction right now when video games, they bring that in some sort of way. You know, everyone's looking for a happiness and a, a spot to go. So, you know, right now with video games, uh, it seems like it's the future, really. I mean, they're only going to get more in-depth and improve and... Um, the stories are going to get more intense and people want somewhere to escape and, you know, video games give that. So that's why nowadays they're so, you know, story driven and they're pretty, you know, crazy. So it's hard to keep up with it. Um, you know, me, myself being a gamer, I find it pretty hard too. Sometimes I'm playing a game and I'm like, this sometimes feel like a chore to me. You know, the game wants me to do 10 different tasks and I'm like, I really don't want to do all this stuff. I kind of just want to get to the point but you know that's how games are now and that's how you know they make their money so with this being the biggest um industry out right now for entertainment um you're just going to see a lot more stuff like this you know i feel you <clears throat> let's talk about that for a minute because the all the new systems are coming out supposedly supposed to be coming out when this fall ps5 should be out yeah. by uh by by december christmas time yeah yeah PS5 is coming out. What's the name for the new Xbox? Uh, Xbox Series X. Yeah. And I just don't understand how there's their new consoles. Like, I guess they'll run smoother. But, I mean, graphically, I think we've hit our limit here. I don't... When I saw the... Did you see the trailer for the Spider-Man Miles Morales yeah. game? It looks exactly the same. Mm -hmm. It looks just as good as PS4 Spider-Man. Like, so I think we've plateaued where it comes to graphics, especially with... <clears throat> Like TVs, they sell. I mean, what's the highest K TV you can buy? Like thirty-two K. 
Yeah, so they sell... They, right now, they're trying to push those 4K, but they want to sell up to 32K, but your eyes can't see past the 4K. So yeah. it's like, what are you really selling? And that's the whole idea with the new consoles. They want to push this whole, you know, it's going to be just like you're playing on a computer. You know, that's why they all look like a computer now, because... They want to take those graphics and say, hey, this is something new that we haven't had before. Before you're hitting 720p and the 1080p, and now you're going to be hitting 4K supposedly on these consoles. But the idea is that you're going to also need to go out and buy a 4K TV. You can't play you know, this 4K console on a regular you know, old-fashioned TV. You need the newest, latest TV as well. So pretty much you want to keep moving with technology. But, you know, honestly, I don't think it's worth the money right off the bat that you're going to be putting out for it. Um, some of these companies as well, they don't want to give you a digital update. So if you was to buy a game right now, um, and then in November, you want to play that new game on the console, well, they're going to charge you for that price of that game, even though you already own it. So none of those games, um, you know, besides companies like, uh, you know, Cyberpunk and... Uh, you know, CD Projekt Red, they're actually going to allow you to uh, transfer from, you know, Xbox One to the new Xbox without making a payment. But other new games that um, come out that are going to be released on the new series, they're going to charge you an additional, you know, $60, even though you already own that game. So, is you know, it's like, is it worth it? You know? And that's the big thing that's going on right now. Yeah, fuck that. I don't think that's... I don't think that's worth it. Repaying for a game you already paid for. So it's our, it's consumerism. That's all it is. They're just, they're just trying to push. New yeah, it's technology. all marketing bullshit to people that aren't intelligent enough to do the research to understand. Yeah, like people buying a fucking you know twenty four K TV, and it's like they haven't done the research to go. It will literally look exactly the same. Yeah, because you can't. It will look like a four K TV. Yeah, you can't without process that without friggin bionically changing your eyeballs yeah you cannot process higher than 4k nope like that is retinal display (laughs) that's called retinal display because it's what your eyes fucking see right all right um so i think with all the tvs in my house i finally hit that point well no this one in the the one in the podcast room is not 4k but the other two are what else we got here invincible is going to become an animated show on Amazon. Invincible, we've talked about before. It's kind of like a very adult version of uh, Shazam. Like, I haven't read it, but I've, I've heard so much about it. It's one of those things. It's a kid that wants to be a superhero, and he becomes like a... He goes from a little kid to like a giant superhero. Yeah. But it's like gory and mm. fucking like an intense and adult. Um and so I'm very interested to see this. I've always wanted to read uh, the comic. And I, I keep meaning to look up to see if they just have like a, a trade paperback. Like just a big everything pushed together. Because um, I do want to read it. But it's still drawn. It's animated like a Shazam. Like it's very colorful. It's very like it looks like it would be for kids. But it's just fucking like he's like ripping people in half and shit. I don't... I, I like this new trend where DC's putting out movies that are more adult. Uh, yeah, like the Harley Quinn show and related. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Or even like um, the latest Superman one, um, the the Red Sun one. 
Yeah, that was pretty. I mean, was they're dropping f bombs, and they're I mean, they're just killing people. I I do like this new wave of animation that's not geared towards the little kids, towards the people that have been watching DC and, and Marvel for so many years, and they're finally getting you know cartoons for us. Yeah, I can't wait till that new Batman or the uh, new Superman one comes out. I just saw a, another new Superman one uh, that they announced. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, do you know what? Um, if you look up on YouTube now, I, I just found it's a four-part series. Each one is an hour long, but it's every 80s cartoon uh, beginning, like Oh, like the intros? intro? Yeah. From the 80s. It's four hours long. There's, yeah. there's four different ones. And holy shit, there's some stuff on there that I don't remember, but there's stuff that I remember, but I remembered it wrong. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I saw, I watched one the other day, and I was like, I remember most of this, and then there was a couple, like, I had forgot, and I was like, oh shit, I remember that, like, Count Duckula. I love Count Duckula! Yeah, it just looked like Daffy Duck, buddy, or, uh, or, which duck is it? It's not Daffy. What's the other one? Donald Duck. Donald Duck. Kind of looked like Donald Duck. Yeah. But he was a vampire. And he ate, he drank ketchup instead of blood. Yeah, because he was a, he was a, uh, when they were. Science experiment. Yeah, when they what happened was instead of blood to bring him back to life instead of blood they used uh, juice yeah and so he was a vegetarian yeah they accidentally knocked a bottle of ketchup into the yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that Zack Snyder released uh, the first kind of I mean teaser because it's just kind of blurry um, image of Steppenwolf from the Snyder cut so he looks a lot have you seen this wow that's pretty awesome he looks a lot different yeah and a lot more spiky yeah, he's going to be badass. I like that design, yeah. He so here's like... that Superman one. It's called Man of Tomorrow. Yeah, Sp- that's the one I'm talking about. Oh, is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's go- it looks like it's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I saw it. Yeah, I really want to see it. But I think the Steppenwolf looks really cool. It looks a lot more like the Steppenwolf you saw at the end of uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah. When you see him in the chamber, Lex Luthor's talking to him or watching the recording or whatever. Yeah. He's made out of all these all little slivers and shit. It looks a lot more monstrous, so hopefully that. that'll be cool. I also saw today uh, they had Godzilla vs. Kong toys at the store Yeah, that I was at, and the Kong comes with like an axe that he made out of a stick, and I, from seeing this, I took a picture just so I could show you guys. look like Stormbreaker? No, well, kind of, but I think that this is made out of one of the spikes off of Godzilla's back. Oh, yeah. I think he rips it off of his back and makes it into an axe. Because look at that. It looks just like his... Like, so it's kind of teardropped thing. almost? Yeah, and if you look, that looks like a bone down there. Like it's, it's part of yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's using a femur as the... So I'm wondering if he... Because the other toys are kind of like... They have the skull crawler from Skull Island. Yeah. And like some other winged monster. So I think Godzilla's going to show up on Skull Island. And there's going to be like a big monster fight. Just all, a whole bunch of monsters. And then hmm. somehow he's going to lose a fin. And and Kong's going to use it to make a fucking axe. But it looks cool. I'm excited for I'm it. I'm still pumped for that movie. They need to hurry up. Damn it. We need to see this stuff. I want to go back to the theater. Yep. Tired of this. Uh, the Rock, once again, I think second year, at least second year in a row, was announced as the highest paid actor of the year. 
And it's like, A, how do you even know that? Because the year's not over with. And B, like, how? How is he the highest? Like, what did he do this year? Jumanji? That's it? Like, how the fuck does that make him the highest paid actor? I don't understand. His movies aren't even good. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Um, did you? They shut that ride down at uh, Universal Studios after they opened it back up for the pandemic. They shut the Hobbs and Shaw ride down. Oh, really? Oh, right. the, yeah. Um, so they, it's, it's. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Fast and Furious ride with Hobbs. Um, and because of the lack of fundage that they've had because of being shut down for most of the year, they had to pick and choose certain rides that they can't man or you know put employees in or whatever to to run them so being that it's it's first year open and it's not bringing the money that they thought it would you know people aren't standing in line they shut that one down there's a few rides across the park that they shut down that one they shut down and it's like it's the newest ride you're going to kill this thing's career before it gets started. I'd have left that one open and shut down one that's been on. Like E.T. Shut down E.T. Is the E.T. still open? E.T. Uh, God. I it's, thought they it, finally replaced wow. it. Nope. They haven't. And you know what? When I went there two years ago, I went on that ride three times. Oh, God. I love that ride. Oh, <laughs> but so why not shut down the ones that are that old for a little while until you can – you know people are going – they shut down the Born one too. There's a new Born Stuntacular, they call it. Oh, dude, I can't. And they shut it down. So it's like, holy shit, the two newest rides in the park? They got not running of, right they now. They got rid of Simbad finally and put in Jason Born? Yeah. God. <laughs> yep. So that's a little tidbit if nobody knew. You're not getting your money's worth if you go to Universal right now. Don't plan on it. Not anytime soon. I'll tell you, if you can handle the heat, mm-hmm. now is the time to go to Disney. Yeah. Because. They ain't shit for people there. Fun fact, I've never been to Disney. Well, fun fact, you need to make some money and go. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, give a couple of years. A couple of years. I love it. Yeah, so in other news, um, you guys were just talking about how much you love DC and so forth, but I got some bad news for you guys. Um, right now, DC is facing a lot of layoffs. Uh, that's DC Comics. And right now, they had laid off over 600 employees. So that's so heartbroken because, you know, that's going to affect not only, you know, the movies, the animated series, and all things uh, DC, but it's also going to affect their collectibles, their toys, and their new merchandise they're going to be putting out. So they're going to be losing a lot of uh, editors for uh, all these shows. So I'm not sure what they're going to do in the future. Um, You know, even in the video games are going to be affected by this. So there's a lot of employees, employees that have been there for a long time. Um... You know, it's it's going to hit hard for DC, and they were already having somewhat of a rough patch with, uh, you know, fighting against Marvel and trying to, you know, put their uh, products out there. So this is going to be a huge setback for DC, and hopefully uh, HBO could bail them out. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Well, this probably has a great deal to do with Ray Fisher publicly calling out the head of DC, Jeff Jones, right? Who <laughs> said that. Uh, when he had issues on Justice League set, he ran him up the proper chains of command, and Jeff Johns called him and his his manager into his office and laid out thinly veiled threats about how he'll never work again and all this other shit if he kept up his his uh, complaints. So Ray Fisher's just really fucking laying it out. 
Somebody has to. Yeah. Hollywood needs to be called out on his bullshit. The Snyder Cut has really liberated that man to yeah. just open right. open the floodgates. Hell yeah. I say do it. Expose these idiots for who they are. Well, so, so Ben, what's your, uh, what's your favorite uh, DC movie? You have a favorite movie, video game, action figure? Oh, shit. Does it have to be DC? Uh, so, favorite DC character ever? I'm, I'm probably going to roll with Batman because that's been the one I, I grew up around most of the time. Well, Bass is going bankrupt, all right? He's all, losing all his money. You asked me, man. DC. You asked me, though. Don't don't argue my point. You asked me. <laughs> no more major projects for DC. No more Batman. All right, so HBO look. Is if it's DC over. World, Batman is, yeah. my, is my favorite character. If it's Marvel World, Spider-Man is my favorite character. Where is your Batman pop? My Batman pop? Which one? The one I got you. The uh, Thomas Wayne one. That's in my bedroom. Uh. Thomas Wayne watches over me while I sleep. <laughs> what about you, Josh? You got a favorite um, DC character video game show? Uh, Red Hood. Jason Todd. I, yes. I love Red Hood. Is that in your backpack? Hmm? Did you put it in your backpack? No. Damn <laughs> you, Josh. Well, I have to clean off that whole thing. Where my movies are to make room for my desk, so it'll definitely go. Fuck about your excuses. Oh, shut the fuck up. He's been promising me for a month he was gonna bring Red Hood up here. (laughs) I'm just gonna have to order the shit on Amazon. It'll get here quicker. (laughs) Feel free. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say though, you know, DC has uh, they have the best animated movies out there. You know, Uh, Marvel can't you know compare to what DC has. We have absolutely had this conversation a thousand times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know and. I just think that uh, DC's the way to go. Did you see um, the laughing? What was it the laughing joke? Oh, uh, the killing joke. The killing, the killing joke. joke. Yeah, the killing joke. No, yes, they I changed did. it so much from the comic book that I just didn't really have any interest. Like they, they had Batgirl and Batman banging each other. Yeah, that was, was that the was that the one that was done in different arts? No, no. The killing oh, that joke was year was one. Was where, it? Uh, the Joker paralyzes Batgirl. Yeah, but. In the comic, he just goes there and does that, just to be a dick. And in the movie, they're like, why not let's give Batman and Batgirl a sexual relationship? And it's like, he's supposed to be like a daughter to her. They're not fucking banging. And they've done that quite a few times. They did that in Bat- in the Batman Beyond comic books. The reason that Dick Grayson and Bruce had a falling out was because he was sleeping with Barbara. Did Joe Biden have anything to do with this? I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he wanted to give her the Grayson. You know? But, uh, yeah, I think at the end of that movie, um, The Killing Joke, they said that actually Batman kills the Joker, but, yeah, you know, because he has his hands around his neck, and you hear a noise at the end that's... The crack? Yeah, it's inaudible, but you're assuming that's what he did. Yeah, in the comics, they're both laughing, and then he, like, reaches out and grabs his throat, and then the laughs, like, trail off over ah. a couple of panels. Like, he just reached out and snapped his neck. That's crazy. So Josh and I have said many, many, many times about DC animated movies. Just film their movies shot for shot live action, and you would have a bankable movie. There's yeah, there, n- well, there's never been much of a continuity to the movies. They did, like, a fifty new 52 run. But besides that, it's all they all seem to be, like, Elseworld movies. And if it's like, if you want to be different than Marvel, do that. Yeah. Don't try to set up, like, lead up to a Justice League movie and fail. Like, just make a bunch of different shit. 
Yep. And who cares? Like, it's not going to confuse people. People are smart enough to figure the fuck out. Talk about it a lot to where people can't help but fucking hear about it. Right. You know what my problem with all these movies, franchises are, even even with Marvel, is everybody has to do a trilogy. Why? Why do you have to do a trilogy to round out a character? Just give me multiple great movies, even if they don't make any sense. Yeah. You know? I, I Do I need four Thor movies? No. Do I want four Thor movies? Sure. You know what I'm saying? You can you can make you could make Spider Man without making three movies all with the same theme, all with the same oh Far From Home, Homecoming, and then newest have you heard the title, the new working title? Homesick. Home yeah, I guess oh. that's not that's not real. That's that's a working that's I think that's what they're using on there. Yeah. My problem is they're never trilogies. People are always like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a trilogy. And it's like, no. A trilogy has a conflict started in the first movie that is resolved in the third movie. Right. Just making three movies with the same character, and it does not make it a trilogy. Like, yeah. Like, The Matrix is a trilogy. Yes. Like, yes, you Lord correct. of the Rings is a fucking trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Like, even, like, Back to the Future is, it's... It, it's technically a trilogy, a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is like yeah, you're right. it's a continuation of the story <laughs> but it's like just making three thor like thor is not a trilogy not even close no like captain america is not a trilogy <laughs> like not none of those roll into each other really it's just the continued stories of what do you think about the the latest three batmans with the uh... bale bale yeah it's not you don't you don't consider bringing that a back the the what the fuck are they called? The League of Shadows? Yeah. Just because you didn't really have much to do? Like, there was no mention of the League of Shadows in the second one. No. So that's not... A, that's not. And the only trilogy. carryover from the second one to the third one was a little bit of Scarecrow. Yeah. I would give that one more slack about being a trilogy, because at least, like, there are still plenty of things that he's dealing with in the third one from the second one. Because, of, you know, he's still mourning the loss of Rachel Doss. Yeah, your wife's home. <laughs> like things like that like he's all fucked up and yeah. shit like but story wise like nothing happened in Batman Begins that's resolved in fucking The Dark Knight Rises yeah he loses his house <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> and he crashes a few vehicles that uh, you know are made in the lower bowels of his business <laughs> well movies nowadays they want to have a nice cinematic universe and you know, Marvel was huge on that, obviously, and they were one of the ones who wanted to keep making those kind of movies where the movies all connect together, you know, to play out something big. And they wanted to do more than just a trilogy, but they had to have, I think, those little side movies, I guess, to extend that little story. Well, it's all about the money in the end. But, yeah. you know, they felt they needed to add those stories in for some reason, but... You know, I, I like to think back to, like, you know, the time of, uh, you know, Aliens. I love the Aliens franchise, and, you know, at some point they decided to do, uh, you know, Mixed Predator in that, which, you know, gives you the idea, oh, this is all in the same universe. Um, but one can argue that it's not. But, you know, stuff like that I, I enjoy, you know. Um, I, I like simple stuff. You don't have to go, elab you know, exhibit and elaborate way out of, you know, left field to make a, a movie franchise, so... You know, uh, I just think that's unnecessary. But uh, movies these days have changed, and uh, 
people got to make the money. That's what it's about. That's why you keep seeing all these remakes and live, you know, action movies of stuff that shouldn't be live action. And they want to make their money, and that's what it's about. So, Speaking of movies, uh, if there's one thing that this pandemic has taken away from us, it is being able to go to the cinema. Mm-hmm. I mean, theaters are starting to open again now, but they're really just playing old movies. Um, Friday the 13th is playing at the drive-in tonight. What? Might go see that. Um, but so we thought we would talk about our favorite cinema experiences and just like fond memories of theater. First time we ever went to the movies, first time we ever went to the drive-in, stuff like that. Just to reminisce about something I, that I think all of us just love. Cause I, there was a, there was a period of time where my thing was just going to the movie. I'd go to the movies by myself. Like, I saw Avatar by myself. It was, it was, talk about boring. <laughs> I saw Avatar for the first time when I bought, uh, in fact, actually, is after I met you, Josh, um, I bought a 3D television because I bought a PS3. Yeah. So I bought a 3D television, and the first movie I went out and bought was Avatar in 3D. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I said when I watched it. It's a great movie for the technology it created to make movies better. I just don't, that doesn't make it a good movie. I can't say it's my favorite. It's way too fucking long. It has no impact on society. Like, nobody's like, Avatar is my favorite fucking movie of all time. No. Like, for the second highest grossing film in history, it should have some cultural impact. And, like, nobody talks about it. No one's dressing up as a fucking Navi at Comic Con anymore. Like, most people couldn't even tell you. Who anyone is. like? Look at the cast. Sam Worthington hasn't done shit since that fucking movie, and they're talking, still talking about bringing him back in the sequels. Like well, he he's still to... supposed to be the main character. Yeah, he's gonna be the main character. It's like, dude, your career died a decade ago. And then they built it up at Disney. They've they've really pushed the agenda at Disney with all their new rides and all their new yeah, toys they and everything else. And shit. Yeah, yeah. But that so... we're not here to shit on Avatar. We'll no, save not that at for all. Another day. <laughs> So we'll shit uh, on that next week. <laughs> the first movie I ever saw in the theaters was Beauty and the Beast. I was what year did that movie come out? Ninety one. So I was four. And the only thing I remember about it was I saw a stand. What do they, what do they call it? Like you know the big like cardboard sh- things in the fucking lobbies oh, of the movie. Yeah, yeah the, like the, I saw the, a display a for uh, the Santa Claus. So that movie was filmed and then not released for several years because that movie didn't wind up coming out until like 95, I think. Really? And I saw, I remember seeing the stand it. Hmm. I mean, I guess my brain could just be wrong, but I don't know wherever I, where else I would have seen something like that. Yeah, and that's the first one would. Yeah, where he's with in Tim his Allen. red. Yeah, yeah. What that's it? exactly what the poster was. The kid's standing next to him. And he's, and he's in, in his the, red long johns with the, the green hat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lights all over him. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that series. I love that movie. I don't I, like the sequels. Yeah, I, I love the whole series. I think it was pretty cool. I think they did a good job with the storyline. What about you, Quincy? What was the first movie you ever saw? Uh, the first movie I ever saw was Toy Story. Um, and actually, since then, I've loved Pixar films. Um, and I actually just recently watched Rango, which was a very great Pixar film from 2011. It's not a Pixar where, movie. Is it not? No. Well, uh, the animation is his own scale as Pixar. And yeah. Have you seen the new Toy Story 4? 
Yeah. That one was very detailed and beautiful. You know, Pixar has four children. Well, How would listen, I have not watched it? I enjoy those kind of films. Um, you know, I love some of the adult humor they throw into those films. But uh, movie theater wise, yes, Toy Story was one of my first. And I watched a lot of VHS when I was younger. Um, and I used to always take a trip out, not only to the movie theater, because the movie theater was in walking distance to my house. Um, but I would also go to Blockbuster, you know, to later on get those same movies. Um, so VHS. I have a question about Rango. Isn't that just a ripoff of like uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Isn't it the same same Johnny Depp character, Johnny Depp but playing the same character? Same Johnny Depp character, just in lizard form. Pretty much, you know. Uh, <laughs> same it, same shirt, same hat. It's great though. It's <laughs> uh, I don't know the adult humor in it, and it just has its moments and the amount of details that went into it. Uh, I'm not gonna shit on that movie. I did. I didn't hate that movie, but it's not like I, I a see, cinematic wonder world. I've seen the movie. Uh, I think four or five times. Jesus. You know, I just, can't believe you had such an experience of a movie that came out a decade ago. And you're was, like, have you guys seen this, it Rango? It hilarious. That's why I enjoyed it. You know, something I actually didn't... I don't even know how I started watching the movie, but I it came across my life somehow. Don't, don't, even, don't even front. You know you searched that thing out and said, now, I heard about this movie called Rango. I'm going to have to watch that. But yes, when I was younger, though, prior to this, all this nonsense, my... My favorite movie when I was a child was uh, Gremlins. Um, <laughs> I was obsessed over Gremlins, and it was just my thing. And I thought they, you know, could potentially. Hold on, wait. Real. You didn't know who Bell Bib DeVoe was, but you know what Gremlins is? Uh, Gremlins is a little bigger than that. Yeah, it's a lot older, yeah, though. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I came across it, and I was crazy for it. Uh, Saint, you ever see the movie? Um, was it uh, Tremors? You ever see Tremors? Yeah, I just talked Can about we Tremors. not? Can, you gotta you, listen to the podcast. Well, <laughs> listen. We just I, did an entire show here. on Tremors. Okay. Yeah, you can well, download can it. Can we do a Tremors podcast? We already did. We did one. You missed it. Oh my goodness. We did it in a complete review of oh. of it on our last news episode. And people loved it. The fans chose it. I it was the people's choice. Have a very distracted, busy life. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is now going to not be as distracting. You gotta busy. drive to work, right? I, you're right. Yeah, just listen to it in the car. It's Twenty minutes is the podcast. Twenty minutes? No, I didn't think so. Or yeah, talk yeah. about no. That uh, episode's about forty-seven minutes, so you could finish it on the way home. <laughs> All right, you got me there. You got me. There. Anyway, I wish I was a part of that podcast, but yes, I do in fact love Tremors, and that that was a big part of my childhood there because. Um, I spent a lot of time rewatching a lot of you know movies back then, and I always thought maybe they could be real, or maybe uh, I would have to find a fire hydrant and coat myself in order to evade the tremors. And you know, it was it was my uh, childhood uh, fear as well as uh, fascination at the time. Because you were just fascinated with Kevin Bacon or phallic lizards that lived in underneath the. The ground. That More so the you. lizards that li- They're called graboids. Gra- oh, graboids, there you go. <laughs> They're called for what they are, you know? <laughs> Giant worms with beaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, those kind of movies, they, they fascinated me. And uh, Sorry, Josh. <laughs> I was crazy for movies, and like I said, I love the VHS. To this day, I actually, up until about five years ago, I used to own a, um, a VHS player, and uh, I was just crazy for VHS. I used to take the tapes apart. Take the little black tapes and like 
destroy them and my mom will lose her mind and crazy for vhs yet he would destroy them it sounds like you hated vhs no (laughs) this is the longest answer to what's the first movie you saw i gotta i gotta give the audience a little bit of. all right uh, so listen you guys both had great ben still got an answer great choices it doesn't matter (laughs) go ahead Ben. i'm speechless quincy (laughs) go ahead i'm speechless so again you uh little guys uh since you're good with your cartoon movies first movie experience the original star wars movie yep i said it i saw it at the drive-in i don't remember much about the movie at the theater though i just remember we were all packed into a station wagon we were watching it in the rumble seat in the back of the station wagon i remember that first movie in a theater i went with my friend and his mother we went and watched et Again, all before you were born. But we have a local theater down here that's been revamped like a billion times. It started out as a single theater with a balcony, and that's the theater I watched E.T. in. That's the theater I saw Toy Story in. Yeah, and that's the theater that my daughter watched Mulan in for her first movie. And I saw uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie there as well. (laughs) I watched, um, I can't, was it? When I was 16, when I was 16, what, what do you think, or 16 or 17, which Hellraiser movie was that? Was that the third one? Nah, it was probably the first or second one. It, yeah. I know it... The first one came out in 87, so... so Alright, so it must have been Hellraiser 2, or, or, or could have been Hellraiser 3. I saw that in that theater... After they built that little fifth theater way over in the back when you walk through the alleyway. Yeah. Uh, and went to that, and I was the only person in the entire theater, and it creeped me the fuck out. Oh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> Those movies are fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, because all the walls were brick, and it was basically just built on the outside of the building. Yeah. And I'm watching this movie going, <laughs> I, couldn't, I didn't watch I don't think I stayed for the whole thing. I think I left. <laughs> I was the only one in the whole room, and I'm like, nope, I can't do this. <laughs> I had a lot of dates in that theater. It was awesome. Well, when I was in high school, that theater reopened, and they were doing dollar movies. So they would just play a, they would play a movie. Somehow they just got early DVD copies. Yeah. So they would play a movie two weeks before it came out on DVD. Yeah, I remember that. So they did like Fast and the Furious and Shrek. Yep. And what a fucking way to take someone on a date when you're in high school. Two bucks. And you get to fucking make out with a chick the whole time you're yep. watching a movie? Fuck yep. yeah. <laughs> Best use of your two bucks. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'll be back in two and two. <laughs> yeah, like, you want popcorn? Like, get some Chuck no. Willery up in there. <laughs> I got some fucking face to... Uh, when on. my wife was in college, uh, her theater in her college town played movies that had just left the theaters. So, you know, they'd be a month out, two months out, and then they'd go to this theater, and it was it was like two bucks. Yeah. You go on a Friday night for a date, two bucks, go watch a movie, go get dinner, Taco Bell and shit. Yeah. Get some handies in the theater. That's right. <laughs> what is the best movie experience you've ever had in a theater? I'm going to tell you the best one I've ever had in a theater was... Oh, It was not the time we were stuffed in the corner to see... The Dark Knight Rises. No, that no, no. Was fucking awesome. I was in North Carolina, and my nephew went with me, and it was the opening night for Revenge of the Sith. And we were there for the midnight midnight release of Revenge of the Sith, and 
everybody was in costume. And that was the first time I had gone to, because we were not just, we had to travel to a bigger city to see it because we had a shit theater that wouldn't play it uh, in the little town I was in. So we moved, we drove to Charlotte and it was just, it's like something you see on TV. You know, you see all these people waiting in line with their lightsabers and their costumes and everything else to go see this movie. It That was the best experience I've had watching uh, a movie. I think my best experience was um, going to the IMAX theater in New Jersey and watching uh, actually Star Trek. Um, the first, well, the, the remake. The yeah. remake of the Star Trek. That um, was awesome. And you know the theater those those chairs in there were um, they were down so you would have to like sit fall back into the chairs because yeah. the screen is on the ceiling. Oh shit! And I thought that was pretty crazy because I never experienced that before. So here you are laying back, you know, pretty much sunken into the chair and staring up at the ceiling instead of the standard, you know, looking straight forward. And that was my best experience because you know the music's playing is so intense. And it makes you feel like everything's actually coming at you. So it was uh, it was pretty wild, and um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Have you ever been in a theater like that? No. I have a better answer for mine. <laughs> I've been in IMAX theater, but I've never been in one where you had to fucking like, lay down and shit. That sounds awesome. Yeah. What's your better answer? Uh, best movie experience was the first Hulk movie. Eric Bana one? Yep. Oh no. I'll th- let me let me let me elaborate. Be... Uh it was the first date that my wife and I went on. I brought her out to dinner and we went to that movie and because the movie sucked so bad we just had a good conversation. We've been together ever since. Are you Fucking right. <laughs> if it wasn't for that movie, you wouldn't be recording in this studio right Jesus. now. Jeez. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Sitting next to a dying cat. Fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of mine. Seeing Man of Steel in IMAX was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I saw that in a pretty much empty IMAX theater. Shit. So I had the perfect seat just right in the middle. Um, but what else? What was like a cool experience? I just saw Ghostbusters in the drive-in for the... You went with your boy, right? Yeah, it wasn't really an anniversary, but like... What's the 30th? No. No. It's closer to the 40th, because that came out in, like, 83. Yeah, 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 okay. So, and it was just because Ghost, the new Ghostbusters didn't come out, so they were like, here, here it is. Um, but that was awesome. Um, I, I had one while you were telling your first story, and Sorry. I can't fucking remember. Uh, I, I saw a lot of midnight releases. Oh, that's what it was. I saw the midnight release of The Dark Knight. I don't remember. You weren't there because that was the year before you moved here. Um, but that movie was so fucking amazing the first time I saw it. And it's so long. And we saw it in Concord, which is about a half hour at least away from here. So saw it at midnight. It's at least a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> so I didn't get home until after 3 a.m. And I couldn't fucking fall asleep. I was so amped up. Heath Ledger's performance was so stuck in my head that I was like, it was just not, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was going over every scene and and I was so, I think I was so like shocked by how good it was. And it was like, it won't be duplicated because he's dead. (laughs) Like he died before the movie came out. So you knew you weren't getting another one. 
What, you going to tr- try to fact check me? Mm-mm. No. I'm going to fact check myself. <laughs> Other than that, I saw the, in 2013, I saw the re-release of Jurassic Park in the IMAX theater. That was pretty cool. I never really gave much of a shit about Jurassic Park before I saw that. But seeing it on the big screen really made a lot a lot of a difference. Um, that's why I want to go see Friday the 13th tonight. Uh, Halloween and Halloween 4 and 5 are coming back to the theaters this fall because Halloween, the new Halloween, couldn't come out. So I'd really like to see those. I, I, I think seeing something on a giant screen really makes it much more of an experience. I'm still pissed we missed Jaws. Yep. We missed Jaws at the drive-in right, right after we recorded our Jaws episode. Trying to think else. I went and saw Top Gun when they had it at Smitty's. Yeah, I was with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when we right. saw Top Gun. Yeah. They played it on a DVD player, so it was only about a third of the size of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> but it was still great to see it on a big screen. I never actually seen a uh, horror movie in theaters. I don't know why, but this never got around to it, I guess, you know. Um, it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, I can imagine it. I can imagine it could. I just feel like I lose the horror factor of it uh, being. You know, in the movie theater with a bunch of people, if I'm in a room by myself, it's dark, no one's in the house, and yeah, that adds to the suspense of it, but being in a movie theater, I don't think I would feel afraid, or like, you know, at least horrified, I guess. But uh, one of my favorite movies I saw was uh, District 9. I really enjoyed that movie. I saw that in theaters with my best friend when I was younger. We used to always go to the theater and uh, see what's out. Um... Then I also saw Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass was one of my favorite movies uh, to watch in theater because the crowd was so energetic, you know. Everybody was into it. Everybody was feeling it. And, you know, um, uh, when McLovin got on screen, everybody, you know, <laughs> screamed it out. So I just I just thought that was one of the awesome movies I saw in theaters. Um, have you guys ever... What, what was your favorite uh, 3D movie you've seen in theaters? Have you seen any? Uh, well, you couldn't help but see them for a while there. Um, I don't know what my favorite 3D movie is. I think the only movie I've ever seen that actually gave me the experience that they want 3D to give you was a scene in the My Bloody Valentine remake where a guy shoots a gun and the bullet comes out of the screen and it literally like comes right in between your eyes and it did it got me the way that they act like every fucking effect in those movies gets you i was like oh shit <laughs> like it's coming right at me that was that was probably the coolest but other than that i just kind of find 3d obnoxious it's a pain in the ass to have to i wear glasses so to wear glasses over glasses and glasses that somebody else has definitely worn before it's really annoying <laughs> I used to bring my own uh, Real D 3D glasses to the theater because mm-hmm. I had a Real Real D 3D TV, which is the same technology they use at the theaters. Yeah. Um, so I'd use my own. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anybody else's on my face. Um, I remember seeing uh, Friday the 13th 3D. Oh, part at, three. At the theater. Where he gets the mask. Yeah. Well, that's blue and red glasses. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. How does that work? It like how does how is everything you see not just like purple? It kind of is. It kind of yeah. makes everything dark. Um, that three D is old, old, old technology, but it's still weird and frightening. Yeah, you can still get copies of that movie that come with the yeah glasses. With the glasses I'd but... love to watch that. Yeah, 
Well, back when I was a kid, there was um, they were playing Creature of the Black Lagoon on TV, and they boasted that it was 3D, and you could actually go to like the post office, and the post office was giving out 3D glasses. Hmm. Um, but we watched it, and it wasn't in 3D. I watched the whole movie, and it never, never once jumped out at you, and it was never like a double image or anything else. It just played normal. And yeah. I'm like, I don't, I'm not quite sure what they were expecting in on a regular television. But it didn't work. <laughs> they did that when I was a kid. They had an episode of uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. I think it was on Super Bowl Sunday, and you it was in 3D. And you you could go somewhere and get 3D glasses yeah. for it. Well, the worst part about this creature from the Black Lagoon is they gave you the red and blue 3D glasses to watch it, but the movie was in fucking black and white. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how do you even think this is going to work? Yeah. And I, I think that was one of the biggest disappointments of my childhood. Because I like my whole family came over, like my aunts, my uncles, everybody was sat around the house waiting for this movie to start. I sat through this grueling movie thinking it was going to be three D, and it was not. Yeah, see, I'd love them to bring back like those creature features. Yeah, they tried. Like where the dude is just standing there talking at the commercial breaks, dressed up as Dracula and shit. You yeah. know what I mean? That'd be fun. Like they brought back uh, Joe Bob Briggs. He used to do that shit on like TNT, and they brought him back. Now he's on Shutter, basically doing the exact yeah. same show again. And, uh, but I've always loved that shit. I would love, I'd fucking love to host something like, we should do something like yeah, that. Yeah, let's do <laughs> it. <laughs> Once we get our green screen and shit, we'll yeah. set up a little laboratory. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's get this done. Yeah. So, that was just a fun little chat about movies. Uh, our topic was supposed to be movie fights, but we just kind of talked about it. We don't really, I think we're going to drop the wheel for the news episodes and we'll just... Maybe put out polls for a topic or just pick a topic on our own because it's just kind of, I don't know. The move, the wheel works a lot better for the commentary, so we'll just keep it with that. There's no reason to overcomplicate things. Unless Quincy looks like he's got something to say. Uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to add that um, AMC is actually opening some of their theaters August 20th, so make sure you get out there if you can. Um, they are actually doing very cheap movie tickets for the very very low price of 15 cents per movie so definitely get out there um what was their what was their advertising on that what did it say 1930s prices yeah they for... wanted to do 1930s prices in 2020 uh, or 1920s prices and you know 2020 movies for 1930s prices yeah or something like that. Yeah. yeah so it's uh definitely worth checking out um you know get out the house if you can you know definitely be safe you know wear your mask and all that good stuff but uh you know if you definitely are tired of being home and you miss the movie theaters like we do um, here's your chance to actually get out there and uh, dive back into the movie realm, if you will. Um, but yeah, definitely check out those um, drive-in movie theaters. Those are really fun. They're popping up all over the places. Um, all over the places? Well, all over the place. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm losing my mind here. Um, but yeah, definitely check out those uh, dive-in movie theaters. They're popping up all over the place. Um yeah, have fun with your friends and families, uh, digging through your old movies that you love. So, but yeah, that's all I gotta say, guys. All right, thanks, buddy. Really, a lot more talkative on this episode. It's great. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, I'd just like to say, I sat down with Matt and Sadie from the So Horrified podcast earlier this week. I had a bit of a fuck up and i forgot to hit record so we only captured about 15 minutes of our conversation they are so 
funny and wonderful and great, and they're just such nice people. Um, I was very down, and they were very down for me, but they were very supportive, and they were, they were very comforting and said it was okay, it was no big deal, and it was just nice chatting and getting to know each other. We played a fun little game called B-Movie or Bullshit that I made up, where they had to pick whether it was a horrible B-Movie or if it was just a movie that I had made up, um, which was super fun and funny. I'll definitely make it another version of that up for when they're on again. If you don't know So Horrified, they do really bad horror movies, and they just tear them apart, and they're just, it's really funny. So the next morning, I came up with the idea that since I only got 15 minutes from this conversation, why don't we start a segment where every week I will give a different podcast a question, and they can answer it for 10 to 15 minutes, and it just helps promote their show and get our audience used to them, so you guys can all be excited when they inevitably come on our show, and it'll get them a broader audience and get you all excited when we go on their show. Um, And if you know me from Twitter at all, you'll know that I just like helping promote other podcasts that I think are good. Uh, We have a podcast group that is just full of tremendous podcasts and people that are really passionate about what they do, and I would really like to help showcase them because it's A, it's just nice, and B, I'd love for them to do the same for me. So I've decided to start a segment called Getting Nerdy With, and then it's, you know, it'll be we're getting nerdy with whoever's on that week. So this week... Four Nerds by Nerds is getting nerdy with... Hey guys, I'm Sadie. And I'm Matt. And we're from So Horrified. This week, Four Nerds by Nerds wants to know what our thoughts are on Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. I thought Tobey Maguire was the best as Peter Parker, and that Andrew Garfield was better in the Spider-Man suit, and then I think Tom Holland has a good mix of both. Yeah, like, by far, I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man, especially because he actually looks like a teenager yeah he's not like, a 35 year old high school student right <laughs> like he's not you know uh simultaneously making like cider house rules or something yeah. um so like uh but he also yeah like andrew garfield i loved as spider-man because i love andrew garfield um but um he was kind of too cool yeah. Where so like Toby Maguire had it where he wasn't very cool and he's n- n- like I'm I think Toby Maguire's an amazing actor like I think he's really good like a really good actor so he brought some interesting depth to the character but yeah he was definitely old and I don't know Tom Holland is just he is Spider Man to me now yeah. Like, I can't, like, now it's hard to, like, think about anyone else. Be And so now, like, thinking about the Tobin, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really liked those movies when they came out. 
Huh. <laughs> like, well, the the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi ones, I think will always have kind of a, a special nostalgic place for me because they were some of the first comic book movies that took it seriously, that weren't yeah. just playing up the camp and the, you know, oh, here comes Batman. You know, I like the old, even the Tim Burton Batman movies where they're dark, like they're still, you can tell that they're like trying to aim it towards a younger audience and trying to be funny about it but the Spider-Man ones took themselves seriously and tried to make like a solid movie. Yeah. And so those, yeah, I like that. Yeah. And I mean, they had, it had like really great actors and like, um, yeah, it, it is hard cause it is such a different, like they're superhero movies without really feeling as much like a superhero movie in the way that it's like, there's so much just of the draw, like, you know, except the third one. Oh my God. That one was <laughs> so God awful. Yeah. That like, we don't talk about that one. I, I think I started laughing in the movie theater so hard. I was crying when like goth Toby Maguire was just like walking down the street for like 10 minutes, just like guns, doing and- the finger guns at everybody. And I was just like, the hell is going on like why is this still happening and that had Topher Grace in it I love Topher Grace okay I was very upset about that movie so I'm still a little bitter about it to be honest years later yes Topher (laughs) that's a good answer because we (laughs) We don't like those movies very much. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten shit on Facebook for, for openly being like, fuck to- Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because I do, like, I really like him and respect him as an actor. He's done a lot of really good work in other movies, like Cider House Rules. I actually used to really like that movie. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, it is very different as like a superhero thing. Like when I look at it compared to like a Tom Holland or even an Andrew Garfield, it's like, oh yeah, no, no, that is a very different Spider-Man. Like, yeah, he is, he has more of that like dark brooding. Well, I feel like those movies were like romance movies that happen to have a superhero in them. Yeah. That's a good way to describe them. Yeah. I mean, it did win MTV's Best Kiss, so. <laughs> I didn't even have MTV, but for some reason I know that. The like... mark of a good movie is if it gets Best Kiss. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why I know that, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's my feelings. Those are my feelings on it. <laughs> Also, Sadie, I, remember, I promised you that we had something special for you. Oh, yes. You are officially the first lady to ever be on our podcast. Woo! Look at me. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. I know it was your birthday yesterday. but <laughs> I'm the special one. <laughs> I am also a very pretty lady. <laughs> Matt, you feel free to share this title if you want, but Sadie, you are... <laughs> Donned the first lady of the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. I love it. 
that every time that you come on, like when we re-record this, we will announce you as the first lady of the podcast. Oh, I'm super stoked. I have a title. <laughs> I feel super special. I love it. <laughs> first lady and Matt. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Makes it even better. I love it. Just remember that with this great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> they didn't say that in the new Spider-Man movie. We don't recognize that Tobey Maguire talk in this. <laughs> <laughs> did they really not say that in the new one? I didn't even realize. No, he did his own bird where he said, like, you know, if you have this power and you don't save people and they still get hurt, it's kind of your fault. So he had a, he had his own way of saying it, but he didn't was have the that, actual words. So that was a quote from the Tobey Maguire movie? I'd assumed it was a quote from the comics. It is a quote from the comics. Oh, okay. <laughs> the only, okay. Movie, only movie where they've actually said it that way. Okay. Well, that makes me feel better because I've been saying it for years and just been like, you know, as Spider-Man would say, and like, I mean, which still technically from the first one, but like, I'm sure none of my students had ever seen the Tobey Maguire one. So like, I'm just like, were they all sitting there looking at me? I'm like, oh, she's, she's so stupid. She doesn't know. (laughs) They did freak out when I would quote Yoda though. (laughs) That would get them very excited. Yeah. They're like, she's seen episode one, her favorite movie. (laughs) That's <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so yeah so horrified check us out yeah. um we're on every every platform basically that you can get a podcast apple spotify stitcher google all of those all that jazz if you like terrible horror movies and you want to hear some people mock them Two hilarious people. people. Two hilarious people, by the way. Mock them. Then we're the people. Yeah. And make sure to also hit us up on Twitter at So Horrified. um, Just at So Horrified on Twitter. That's it. That's all we got for you. Since next week is a commentary week, That means it's time to spin the Wheel of Destiny to see what type of genre we'll be dealing with here. We'll put a poll out on Twitter with four movies from whatever genre the Wheel of Destiny picks. Whatever wins will be the movie we do. So let's have a go at that. Alright, it landed on action. So we will put up four action movies and you guys will vote and then... Friday, we'll record another commentary track on whatever wins. So, as always, you can follow us on Twitter, FMBN Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, FMBN, the number four in the letter U. We have a bonfire store where you can get a shirt or a hoodie, which we set the pro- we on there. You can set your own prices, so we set the prices pretty low. Um, so just go to bonfire.com and search FMBN, or you can just put FM, uh, bonfire.com slash FMBN. And we also have a Tee Public store, which has tons of stuff. Yeah, you can get shirts. I swear there was zip-up hoodies, but I couldn't. Once the store was officially set up, I couldn't find. I, see, I did see that they have onesies and yeah, baby tees. Yeah, you and can stuff get like baby that. clothes. You can get T-shirts, hoodies. Coffee mugs, pillows. stickers. Stickers are only like two dollars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Couch pillows. I think everything's still lower priced today. 
Uh, you have till the end of today with low low pricing. Yeah, so, which doesn't matter because this ain't going out today. Yeah, so <laughs> so erase me. Um, yeah, but it's super great, and I mean, we don't get a ton of money off of it, but it's fun, and I mean, we mostly just did it so we could have fucking t-shirts, because we have our brand new logo, featuring our mascot and adorable robot companion, Fred. Fred. Um, we love it. Thank you to Tuska Dork on Twitter for making it. He's on Twitter and Instagram, so make sure you follow him, because his, his artwork is great. He's, he's going to be on the show eventually. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you download the podcast. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. We love reading your reviews. And, yeah, that's it. So, I'm Josh. I'm Quincy. And I'm Ben. And this is the 4 Nerds by Nerds podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends. Nerd you later. Yeah!